on the mic. Get, get on the mic. Just get on the mic. Get, get on, on the mic. mic. It's called Pirate Radio. The Force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. You know the difference between justice and punishment. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Where's that damn torpedo? Shreddy, Jim! Walk it alone! I will end you. Mike on a mic! This is called Pirate Radio. Welcome back to GGR Pirate Radio. Uh, my name is Mike. This is Mike on the mic. Uh, obviously the best of all of the podcasts that we have. Uh, my name is Mike Lunsford. I am the editor-in-chief of GGR, which is the uh, Great Geek Refuge. Let me give you the website. That is www.greatgeek... I uh, can't even talk. <laughs> it's Monday morning. It is, and I'm tired. Um, it's great... The www.greatgeekrefuge.com. Lots of great articles. And in fact, one of the things we're going to start doing uh, for all those people who just don't like listening to podcasts, which is fine. I mean, you're silly and wrong because you should listen to them. They're awesome. We're going to start doing essentially like an article version of the podcast as well. And for this one, I'm excited about this one. Um, I am a kid of the 80s, so that means that like video games were an integral part of my life. Um, same thing with you, Andy. I mean, you're only a couple years younger than me, so they were a big part of your life, too. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about our, our favorite video games. And I actually put up on our Facebook page not too long ago um, asking people like what their favorite video games were. So we're going to talk about some of our, uh, our fans and friends who put their lists up there, too. But joining me today is uh, our, one of our key contributors on GGR, uh, Mr. Andy Barsh. Uh, Andy, you just recently uh, had a little accident there, so you may not be in your, uh, in your right mind. Why don't you tell everybody kind of what happened to you? Um, that's correct, Mike. Uh, I had a bit of a head injury when trying to clean up my basement. Uh, luckily I was, I was there with my mom and, uh, she, uh, she saw me tumble on the ground and said, what, what happened? And, uh, and uh, I couldn't really answer her cause it, I was in so much pain and, uh, I was just gripping the, gripping my head and, uh, she looked over and said, let me see, make sure it's not bleeding. She goes, oh, oh, well, it's, it's, it's bleeding. And there's, there's blood everywhere. It's such a, such a wonderful story to hear on a Monday morning. Um, so if I start speaking even more weird than I usually am, uh, it's because it's a combination of things. It's Monday morning, and I, I lost a lot of blood right from my head. And plus, I'm from West Virginia, so... You know, you got you got three strikes against you, man. You know. Yeah, I just can't catch a break, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are glad that you're okay, and that. Uh, I mean, we haven't really gotten a test. You haven't done an article since you uh, hit your head, so I mean, maybe like you'll just kind of like trail off when you're writing stuff, and like. That's right. I probably don't even know how to spell anymore. <laughs> My name Andy, and these things make comic book funny things. Me and Bizarro. There we go. Me know how to spiel. <laughs> All right, so let's let's talk about our favorite video video games uh, now. I mean, the big the big ones that I want to start to do, and we kind of were talking about this before we got started here. Mm-hmm. Um, before we go into like our favorite games, I want to go back to 
kind of like the grandfather of video games, like where most of us kind of got our start. I mean, some people started on systems, like on the actual uh, home consoles. I, not me. They didn't exist yet when, well, I mean, they existed, but I mean, like, it just wasn't something everybody had like they do today. Um, so my first video game experience when I was a kid, and I think yours based on what we were saying, was the arcade. I was playing video games in the arcade. Um, there was an arcade in our mall uh, that was here, but there was also one up at Springfield Mall uh, called Time Out. Time Out was like this cool place, and it had all the awesome video games that you could go play. But then also every summer when we would go to the beach, there was a really, really cool arcade. And the first video game I ever remember seeing that I thought was awesome uh, was the Star Wars video game, which it was like a big box, um, and it you kind of looked like the cockpit of an X-Men fighter. And you got in it, and you did the trench run. Now, if you play this game now, the graphics are dated. I mean, they're horribly dated. Like, you, the laser blasts are shooting at you, are basically like little um, stars driving at you. And you have to shoot them and make them so that they change colors. And then apparently that. Are you going to beat the power? color. Um, and then you do the tr- trench run, which looks pretty close, but it's a ba- essentially like remember the little um, targeting gear that Luke had in Star Wars. It, it looks like that. And you do that, and then you get to the end, and you blow up the Death Star, and everybody's happy, and everybody's excited because you saved the day. Hooray. Um, but that was the first video game experience I ever really had, um, like, in the arcade. What about you, Andy? What was the first one you played? Oh, actually, the very first exposure to any video game ever was a console game. Oh, yeah. And I was pretty lucky. Um, my brother, uh, I went into his room one day, and he was hooking this, like, weird gray box up to his TV, and and there was, like, a little cartoon guy... And, like, it looked like a cartoon, and I asked my brother, I said, what is that? And I was like, I probably must have been, like, three at the time. And he said, well, this is a, this is a video game. Uh, it's called Super Mario Brothers. So, yeah, my, my I was lucky. My first exposure to video games at all was Super Mario Brothers on the original NES. And, um, you know, he I, he I remember him telling me about his brother. He's like, you know, he also has a brother. And I said, yeah, what's, what's his name? He goes, Luigi. And I said, that's the funniest name ever. <laughs> But yeah, I remember um, not far from my house. We there's a there's a little uh, not exactly like a rec center, but it's it's like it's it's part of, of our park. And it's called the the White Palace, and they had a few games there. Actually, they had some pretty sweet games. I haven't been there in a while, but I, I, my nephew told me that they still have arcade games there. And they had that Star Wars game that you were talking about. It was um, it's it scared the crap out of me because I didn't know what Star Wars was at the time. But it had, like, these loud booming noises, and it was all black, and it had a picture of Darth Vader, which, you know, was a scary image at a, at a young age. And uh, I, 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 I took everything I had to step into that machine, because it was like a cockpit. But then the thing just started making those Darth Vader noises, and I was just like, you know what? I can't handle this. I'm not playing. <laughs> I gotta go. Screw you guys, I'm going home. <laughs> um, but we talked about this before. I don't even know if it was on a padca- podcast or if we just talked about it in general. But they did an updated version of that Star Wars game. Um, it was like mid-90s, maybe late 90s? Late 90s. I remember it was around the time the Dreamcast came out, and I thought it should have been on the Dreamcast. Yeah, that, that Star Wars game that was in every arcade, like where you had the uh, joystick. And you yeah. had to fight uh, Darth Vader, you had to fight Boba Fett, you had to do the trench run, you had to do... Um, you're on Hoth. It was still to this day. Like, if I ever become a millionaire, that is like one of the first things I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy that giant console um, cabinet, and I'm gonna have it in like my basement and just play it whenever I want. And finally beat Darth Vader because that was the one thing I couldn't do. I had beaten Boba Fett. That wasn't too hard. 
but beating Darth Vader just was a, was a little bit too difficult. Yeah, those lightsaber battles were like the highlight of the whole experience. The entire game was awesome. But those lightsaber battles were amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. Taking down, I mean, still to this day, like my favorite level is whenever you whenever you play a Star Wars game. If it's got a Hoth level where you have to take out the AT-ATs with mm-hmm. the snow speeders, that's like the highlight of the game, in my opinion. That's always awesome. I love doing that. Um, that game, but also too, if you ever spent any time at a Chuck E. Cheese at some point, then you probably played the Jurassic Park game where you had a joystick and they said you were shooting at the dinosaurs, but you were shooting quote-unquote tranquilizer darts to knock out the dinosaurs because you couldn't kill them because it was Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. But like, that one was really, really cool. But then also, pretty much the staple of any arcade ever were the next, like, four games. Because they're all the same basic principle. It was the same game, just they changed the levels, they changed the characters. And that would be X-Men, that, like, side-scrolling X-Men. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. Um, there was an Avengers one, and then there was also a Simpsons one. Yeah. And that Simpsons one, like... The first time we went to Disney World when I was a kid, um, my little brother and I just wasted probably like 20 bucks worth of quarters playing that Simpsons game. And we got all the way to the end, and Smithers is the final boss. And we were fighting Smithers, and we were almost beating him, and then we ran out of quarters. And we were both just like devastated. We were like, oh, we were so close, and we couldn't beat it. It was just such a bummer. But, um, but also, too, a lot of ones that have come to... Uh, consoles that have become really, really popular on consoles, but they got their start on the arcade. Um, for me, Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, because everybody else was playing Street Fighter, and they were all really, really good, and I sucked. And it's, it was one of those things, like, with, with Street Fighter, you had to be part of the cool kid club. Like, if you weren't, like, super good and you could do all the, like, finishing moves and all the cool, like, crazy powers, then you just weren't cool. And if you tried to play somebody who was really, really good at it, you just got your ass handed to you every single time. Mortal Kombat, there was something different about it because it was new and nobody really knew how to play it. And there was this like, you could kind of hold your own if you weren't really good at fighting games. And like, for some reason, I just got really, really good at that game. And like, Scorpion was my man, and I could do like, you do the spear, and then you do that little shadow move where he flies back. Um, then you do the uppercut, and then you do the little spin thing where he kicks, and then you could like, do that thing where you send everybody to hell. And then, it was, the, it was the best. It was the greatest. Yeah, more club that was definitely more player friendly. Um, <clears throat> Street Fighter was a lot. Street Fighter was more about like uh, strategy a little bit more. Like if you hit somebody a certain way, you could make them, uh, you know, uh, disoriented, and you need that free hit. Um, more combat, you could just do a simple, uh, a, you know, moves were less simple, the special moves. Just use that and you get a free hit. And, you know, it's a little bit more even in the gameplay. It's not so much about skill, it's more about, you know, knowing the character you're playing as. And I didn't even know that was an arcade game until long after. I think it's until the third game came out, I found it was based on an arcade game before it hit consoles. Yeah, my first explosion of Mortal Kombat was that commercial where everybody's just screaming Mortal Kombat. And I was like, what is this? Are we in trouble? <laughs> well, the best thing about Mortal Kombat was it was like, Street Fighter was, you know, it was about fighting. Okay, cool. All right, it'd be like this. But Mortal Kombat was graphic. And cool. Yeah. And there was everywhere. People were like getting their, like with Kano, you could rip somebody's part of their chest. Um, you could grab them by their head and pull their head off and their spine. Like, Scorpion would light them on fire and send them to hell. Like, it was just... You could hit somebody in the balls. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was brutal. And I think that was the big thing for me. It was just like, it was... 
it was like the ultimate anti-Street Fighter. Like, everybody was like, oh, Street Fighter's so cool, Street Fighter's so cool. And I was like, no, I like this game where you can disembowel somebody. I'd rather play that, thanks. <laughs> um, but then also, too, like, the, there were two sports games that started off in the arcade that were just a ton of fun. NFL Blitz, which was like football only. You could just tackle somebody whenever you wanted. Like, there was no pass interference. You could hit them after the whistle. It didn't matter. Um, and then NBA Jam, like... Everybody I know who was into sports played these games and got addicted to it. You could play as, like, President Clinton in NBA Jam and dunk on people. I mean, because isn't that the ultimate dream? To be the President of the United States dunking on on people, just slamming balls in their face? (laughs) Because Clinton with balls and... Okay, never mind. It's Monday morning, Mike. It's okay. It's all right, yeah. All right, so let's get started on our console games, then. The ones that we... Like, our, our favorite ones. Now... Um, if you need to go into description a little bit with any of them, you can. You can say why they're your favorite. Uh, but for the most part, I think we're just going to kind of rattle them off here. Um, Andy, go ahead and, uh, and get us started. Okay, well, my list, uh, they're in no particular order, not from, you know, uh, you know, number 10 to 1. It's just a wrist, wrist, jeez, it isn't. Morning. <laughs> Monday morning. It's a list. I turned Asian for a second. It's a wrist. Uh, <laughs> um, it's a, it's a list. Of games that meant something to me over the years. Yeah. Uh, the one at the top of my list, the one that first came to me, is Metal Gear Solid for the PS1. Like a lot of people in the U.S., we had no idea what Metal Gear was. And it's actually the third game in a Metal Gear series. And it was, like, the gameplay was insane. The, you know, I, I never got so involved just on gameplay alone. And then, the, you know, there's like a big political story and this spy and... You know, Solid Snake is probably one of the coolest video game characters ever, you know? And I'm a big fan of the guy who plays his voice, David Hayter, so I'm just, it just, you know, did all kinds of things for me. It was just a great game. Well, I just love how dramatic the game was. Like, that first time you die, and, like, your little monitor thing goes dead. And yeah. People going, Snake? Snake! Are you okay? Snake? Like wow, this is an important game. They're yeah. screaming that I just died. I'm gonna have to replay. I'm gonna have to beat this this time. But like, not only that, that first time on the PS1 when you are fighting Psycho Mantis, and he starts reading your memory card. Yeah. Like, oh, I see you like to play Crash Bandicoot, and you're like, this son of a. How is he reading my memory card? Like, how does he know this? Like, it was. It just like blew my mind. Yeah, the boss battles were just incredible. Like having to put your. Uh, to plug in the second controller and use that and so you couldn't read your mind that was yeah. pretty it was pretty innovative and really creative like stuff like that was just amazing Absolutely. and plus if you if you have like this was when the dual shock was coming out yeah. so if if uh if you had the dual shock he said i can make your controller move and that was like it's a simple cheap trick but it's like you know what that's pretty innovative and it's very it's a good way to get the character involved you know yeah yeah absolutely and the cutscenes were very like movie like like they're almost like an '80s action movie. Yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. It was like I think that was like the gateway drug from just about everybody when it came to the PS1, as far okay. as like those espionage spy kind of games. So yeah, then it spawned a lot of imitators like the Splinter Cells and the uh, what's it called uh, uh, Sam Fisher games. I think that's what his name is. Uh, isn't that Splinter Cell? Yeah, you know what? You're probably right. I. Yeah, Siphon Filter is another game I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, Siphon Filter was okay, I guess. It was, eh, it was kind of a cheap knockoff. Yeah. All right, what else you got on your list, Andy? Uh, Resident Evil Two, also for the PS One. 
Um, I I never I didn't get to play the first Resident Evil until uh, you know a long, long time afterwards. But I'm glad I played Resident Evil Two first because uh, Resident Evil One has a you know it has a legendary status of being one of the goofiest games in the world. Yeah, like the voice acting, the Jill sandwiches, and the yeah. and the master of unlocking stuff. The and uh, and you know, my favorite still is though when it's it's uh, Barry and Jill, and they see blood on the ground, and he's like Barry like comes up to him and he goes, "It's blood." <laughs> I hope this isn't Chris's blood. And like at one point, I think she says to Barry, "She's like Barry, don't get dead." But Thanks, Jill. Like, way to really step outside the box there and tell, you know, tell Barry something really meaningful. You know, don't die. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is one of the goofiest games of all. But, like, also, with that first one, probably one of the freakiest games I've ever played. Because you'll see, like, a zombie, like, dead on the ground. And you walk by it. And you're like, oh, no big deal. It's dead. And then it'll, like, grab for your leg. And you're like, what the? I remember being, a, uh, like, I was, like, in high school, maybe, like, or maybe, like, a freshman in high school. And I was playing it with my little brother. And us having to turn the lights back on in the house at night because we were freaked out by it. Like it was just a little too scary. Like when the dogs jumped through the window, cause you'd been through that hallway like 9,000 times and they jumped yeah. through that hallway, uh, hallway windows. Yeah. Totally freaked the crap out of me. Yeah. And I, it started a whole thing of like survival horror. That's yeah. the one that really started because horror in games was, it was there, but like it wasn't very involving of the player, you know? Yeah. Like the atmosphere was just kind of like, Oh, it's, it's dark and it's sort of, you know, these there's monsters and you got to beat down, but like this actually was pretty friggin' creepy, you know. Um, yeah. Especially Resident Evil Two because like I remember playing it through the second playthrough on the second scenario. Yeah. And there was Mister X, the gigantic dude in the in the in the uh, trench coat. Yeah. And like he would just plow through a wall and it would scare the crap out of me and I was just like, well, this makes me scared to do anything. So, you know, it was and you know plus. Uh, and it was, it was, it started with, like, I remember Resident Evil 3 also gets a, a honorable mention, too, because that was an also a pretty good follow-up to Resident Evil 2 as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, all right, so what else we got here uh, on your list? Yeah. Okay, um, well, um, there's one called, uh, this one I just like because it's insanely, insanely funny. Yeah. Uh, it's called Leisure Suit Larry Magnum Cum Laude. Are, are you familiar with Leisure Suit Larry at all? I, I am. I never played any of them, but yeah, I mean, yeah, none of them are really like they're not amazing games. But yeah. I just I just ran it on a whim like back in the early two thousands, and it was just I have not laughed this hard playing a video game at all like ever before. Like the best the 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 point is to try if you don't know what Leisure Suit Larry is, basically you're this little tiny guy. And the entire you, all you're trying to do is get laid. That's the entire plot of the game. Um, and uh, and so basically, one of the things that you do in the game is that yeah. you have to try and talk to girls. But if you the um, if you say the wrong thing, like you'll say like out, outlandish, you know, uh, statements, and it'll just get you nowhere. But it's it's hilarious. Like I can't even I can't yeah. even describe it. Well, I got gotcha. you. I got you. Um, I see that you have um, Red Dead Redemption on here, which, I mean, we totally agree on. I love that game. I thought that was great. Um, Absolutely. Open-world cowboy kind of stuff is always fun. Um, yeah, Rockstar, I, I can't think of the of any time they haven't made a good game. Yeah. Those guys are really good. Yeah. You've got um, Toe Jam and Earl, which I mean, is classic. That was like, yeah. everybody played that as a kid, I think. Um, 
Mega Man X for the uh, Super Nintendo, fantastic. That whole X series was was terrific. I think I went through and played every single one of those. Um, there's a couple on here that I wanted to mention uh, that I saw. Uh, L.A. Noir. Yes. I have that. On, I wouldn't really say that was on my list. I played that. I, I debated whether or not I wanted to have it on the list, but I, I really enjoyed L.A. Noir. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good. I thought it was uh, innovative. I thought it was different. I mean, like the voice acting and like the facial expressions and everything was just incredible. Um, but it got kind of old after a while because I was tired of doing the same thing over and over again. It was like, all right, drive your car to this place, then run after this guy, then catch him, then interrogate him, uh, shoot this guy. Like it just, it got old and I was tired of it. And I, I don't even really think I finished it. I got to the point where like he um, ends up having an affair with the uh, the German singer. Yeah. And then, like, I mean, I know how it ends, because um, I ended up watching it online after getting trolled by one of my friends. Um, so, and I sent it to you yesterday. Yeah, you didn't appreciate it because, you know, you have a head injury. Um, but uh, one of my friends trolled me um, and put up this video. He was like, hey, check it out. I got the ending to L.A. Noir," And I was like, oh, okay, all right. And I'm going to play the clip um, here for everybody. I tell you what I'm going to give you, snakes. I'm going to give you to the count of ten to get your ugly, yellow, no-good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. Right, Johnny, I'm sorry. I'm going. One, two, ten. Keep the change, you filthy animal. So yeah, that's what he trolled me with. The that movie that Kevin McAllister was watching in uh, Home Alone. Yeah, you know, keep the change, you filthy animal. Yeah. So and I totally fell for it, and I was like, all right, that's pretty funny because that's kind of the way they talked and that's kind of the way they acted. All right, fair enough. But yeah, it was it was a really 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 good game. Um, again, I think that was Rockstar as well, wasn't it? Yeah, Rockstar. Like I said, they're they're do, they do a lot of innovative thing yeah. innovative things. I can't speak today, man. Um, it's just a podcast. You don't need to talk or anything. Well, um, <laughs> I just I just finished GTA Five, and that game as well was uh, it was incredible. Yeah. Like I just love how they write characters and and the yeah. weird outlandish things they do. Like, um, like they they have a good a good eye of of casting people. Like, if have you played GTA Five at all? I no, I haven't played. Actually, I've never played a single GTA game. Okay, I've, well, I've watched people play it, and I can appreciate what it's for, but I just I never played it myself. I recommend playing this new one because yeah. they, they have like some incredible acting going on there. Like these guys, the, like no disrespect to the actors, but like these are you know actors you not that don't make the you know spotlight too too much. Yeah, which is a shame because these guys are incredible actors. That yeah. they get the guy who plays Trevor alone. Like I love characters who are who are lovable and psychotic, yeah. like Deadpool. This guy is like <laughs> is like the Canadian. Well, I guess Deadpool is Canadian. Uh, he's like, I was going to say he's the Canadian version of Deadpool, but then Deadpool is Canadian. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's, maybe he is Deadpool. You know what? He might be actually, no, Deadpool's actually, um, Deadpool isn't as like harsh as this guy is. Like he, as you, the first time you meet him, he's like beating up his neighbor to a bloody pulp because he, because like, oh man, I just can't, it's, it's insane. (laughs) Head injury. Well, I, mean, I think anybody who's who's played it knows exactly what you're talking about. And I've heard a lot of my friends talk about this character, uh, Trevor. So, yeah, I definitely uh, know what you're talking about. And you know, I wanted to ask you about this one. Because I remember my little brother loving the original one. 
on uh, the PlayStation 2, uh, Devil May Cry, but you said the reboot was one of your favorites. Um, what was different about the reboot as opposed to like the original one? Well, um, the thing about the reboot is that um, they really sort of solidified the th- some things that like weren't really that they never really you know focused on um, on the old games. Like Dante's backstory, they there's a lot of stuff that they talk about, like they mentioned, but they don't really like make things clear. Like they don't really talk about Dante's past too much or where he comes from. Uh, they don't they don't really say like you know the setting that he's in or anything. I mean, the old games are, are, are great games. Like they're yeah. fun, innovate, you know, f- I don't want to say innovative because it's, you know, but, um, they, they are fun games to play. And I love Dante as a character, but this game, like, you know, at first I wasn't going to like it cause it wasn't the Dante that we all knew and love. And there's some people who still don't really care for this version of Dante, which I understand, but like he's sort of, you know, he was updated a little bit more. He wasn't as, um, you know, he, he was more relatable in a bit, you know, like he had a lot, he had a huge chip on his shoulder and he was doing, he was like, you know, not going by the society's rules and he was just, you know, yeah. and like, um, it, it would have made a really interesting movie in my opinion. And, and it does have some great cinematics, but one of the things that really make that game great is the level design. There's some amazing levels in that game. Yeah. Like there's, um, there's like a one where we're at, like a, like at a discotheque, you know, and then you gotta like, you gotta like fight through these like neon, you know, stages and fight like these, you know, uh, and there's like and the weapons and the and the uh, and the fight. I don't want to say the fight choreography, but like the fighting, the combat, and everything. Yeah. It's it's incredible. Like I, I, they just came out with a with a remastered version, and I'm I'm planning on getting that as soon as I can. Yeah, I mean, it's I've I've heard good things about it, but like I just remember the first one, watching my brother play. And, like, when Dante first gets the sword, it gets, like, thrown through his chest. Yeah. And he has to, like, pull it, like, out of himself. And I was like, is this what's going to happen every single time you get a weapon? You're going to get, like, impaled with it? And I was like, because that's going to get old real quick. And my brother was like, I, I, God, I hope not. Um, that's not far from the truth, unfortunately. <laughs> now, um, there's one last one that, that's on your list. Um, and I wanted to talk about this because I've heard a ton of good things about it. But not only have I heard a ton of good things, I've read amazing reviews on it. And that's The Last of Us. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, a lot of the people that we asked on the Facebook page listed this game. And I never got a chance to play it because it was kind of after my time with video games. I kind of gave it up at one point. Um, but it's if, if I remember correctly, so there's this weird, like, fungal thing that infects, um, like, spiders and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And it makes them have these, like, crazy, like, it almost looks like flowers growing out of them. Yeah. Um, and somehow that thing mutates and is able to infect humans. Yeah, and that's the basis of this zombie game, right? Yeah, it's essentially a zombie game, but like the thing that really makes it, um, that really hooks you in is like the opening scene where you play as the daughter. Yeah, and um, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't had the, who hasn't played the game. If you haven't, you you should. It's it's a really it, like just based on the story alone, it's a really incredible story. Like it's it's weird how nowadays the things that really hook me into a video game is a good story, you know. Yeah, it's um, always been with me for the most part. Well, before, yeah, like, I'd say, like, when I got into, like, my teens, like, when I was still younger, like, it didn't matter. It was just, like, if was it fun? Was it cool? Like, that was all that mattered, so. Yeah, like, nowadays, uh, they can focus on things, stories, characters, just like that. Back in, like, the 90s and stuff, they couldn't, they didn't have the luxury of doing that type of stuff, you know, unless it was, like, you had to sacrifice 
you know, a lot of the fun gameplay mechanics of a game in order to make the characters interesting. Absolutely. So um, we'll get to we'll get to my list now here real quick. Um, I want to talk about um, the games that I that I love the most, and I'm just going to kind of run through them, and then I'll uh, talk about the ones that really meant something to me. Um, Tech Mobile was a football game for uh, the original Nintendo, and it was the first game that I ever played like I was an addict. Uh, and like, it was just, it was it was football, I love football already, but like, you got to play as all these different teams, and I'm from D.C., so I played as Washington, and I, you know, when you win the Super Bowl with your team, and you're like, okay, this is cool, but as you went through that, in order to win the Super Bowl, you have to play every single team that's on the list, and there's like, it's like 12 teams, or something like that, but you get to see some of the other crazy things that these other teams can do, like, for instance, Chicago, when you play Chicago, they have Walter Payton, who's their running back, and he was just like, crazy fast, and I was like, wow, this, I kind of want to play this, and this guy seems amazing, but they also had a really good um, defender, his name is Mike Singletary, he was really, really fast, too, so, like, you play through the first time, I mean, the game had replayability, because you play through the first time, and you're like, well, now I have to play as these other teams that have these cool players, and, like, New York, uh, the, the Giants, for instance, they were pretty cool, they had Lawrence Taylor, who was the fastest defender on the game, but, I mean, like, if you know anything about Lawrence Taylor in the 80s, he was probably all coked up, and that's probably why it was so fast, um, but then, like, Los Angeles. And if you're, I mean, you're a video game fan, so you'll know as soon as I mention this what I'm talking about. Bo Jackson was on uh, the Los Angeles team, the Los Angeles Raiders. And he was just unstoppable. Mm-hmm. He was incredibly fast. If you tried to tackle him, he would just throw people off of you. Like, he was just, he was amazing. He was an amazing running back. And, like, they say to this day, like, he was, like, the single most, like, dominant video game character of all time. Like, no one could could stop this guy. Um, but then also, too, um, while we're on the sports vein, uh, Madden NFL 95. This was for the Sega Genesis. This is, like, this solidified my addiction of, to football. Like, I knew that game inside and out. I knew all the rosters. I knew all the players. I even knew, like, the backup quarterbacks on the team. Um, for, like, every single team. Because I, I really got into this game. And, like, the, the best thing about it is, is even if a team stunk, like the Redskins that were horrible in this game, I mean, they were just horrendous, you can make them good if you were a decent player. And I was able to do that because I was awesome, apparently. <laughs> um, but then, like, also um, a few, I mean, gosh, 11 years later, um, and NCAA football 2006. Like, I had never really been a big college football fan. Um, to this day, I'm still not really a big college fan. I wouldn't say that I, I really follow it. I'll watch a game here and there. Um, but this game... The college football experience was so much better at this point than what they did with Madden. It was so much more fun. You could get more into the game. The crowd got into the game. It got to the point where if you were playing at like a an opposing stadium and their fans were like raucous, like your guys couldn't hear what was going on, your controller would shake. Like and it was it made it difficult to play. And it was it was a cool add on. And the player moves, they were more fluid, they um, could do different things. It was just a, a whole different feel than Madden, where Madden was just about, like, oh, look, here's the NFL players, and here's all the names, and here's all the teams. And, like, with college, they were like, hey, we got a lot more flexibility. We're going to do a whole bunch of other cool stuff. So I I love that. And, like, they had this thing where you could choose, like, one player, and you could play as that player, like, through his entire college career and, like, win awards and stuff like that. And they showed you, like, what your dorm room looked like. So, like, as a freshman, it's, like, crappy, and you have, like, a picture of, like, this ugly girl who is supposedly your girlfriend. Um, and then, like, <laughs> as you become a better player and stuff like that, you, like, upgrade and you go from, like, the nerdy girl to, like, the cheerleader and stuff like that. I mean, and it's, 
like looking back on it now, it was kind of unfair because I'm sure that like as we all know, there's plenty of nerdy girls that are really hot. Um, yeah, like, I was gonna they, say I'll take the nerdy girl. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, they totally made the stereotype though, where like the nerdy girl wasn't even that cute, or like maybe it was just a bad picture. We'll give her the benefit of the doubt. It was just a crappy picture. But like as you upgrade, you, you know, maybe you take her to glamour shots and stuff like that. Maybe it was the same girl. Maybe that's what it was. Like as your college career progressed, you were like, "Come on, baby, I'm gonna take you down to the glamour shots, and we're gonna get you a perm, and we're gonna take you over to the hair cuttery. It's gonna be great." Um, but it was just a cool game. It was really, really immersive. Um, you really got into it. Um, but some of the other ones, I mean, I've talked about Final Fantasy VII at, at, at nauseum, so we're not gonna go any further into that one. I love that game. Um, I'm glad you got the sports ones out of the way because you know I don't know anything about sports. That's why I remained silent about the entire thing. Well, that's why I did those first because I, I know you're not a big sports guy, so I figured. Yeah, I remember you. Uh, you asked me on the Super Bowl. You were like, "Who are you hoping to win the Super Bowl?" I was like, ah, "I don't watch much baseball." Yeah. <laughs> um, the first Assassin's Creed game <clears throat> for the 360. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the first video game that my wife ever bought me, and this is before we were married too, so we were just dating at the time. And it was it's funny because like. You ask anybody who's in a relationship um, and they play video games, it all starts like this, where your girlfriend or significant other will be hanging out with you, and they'll like they'll think the video gaming is, is cute. They're like, oh, look, you're playing. Ha, ha, ha. Make your guy hide in the hay. That's so funny. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and then a few months later, you're still playing that crap? Like, it just, it, it, yeah, it's cute at the beginning, and then it gets old after a while, so. Well, I mean, if it's a good game, you're still going to be playing in a few, day, in a well, few that, months. And that's what I'm saying, is, is like, they think... We think the game is awesome. They think it's cute because they're, you know, cuddling with us on the couch while we're playing it. And then all of a sudden, you know, well, I want to watch this. You're still playing this stupid game. But you loved this, like, three months ago. Well, now I'm tired of it. Like, yeah, no. Assassin's Creed was great. I, like, that was really, in my opinion, there's, like, four or five games that when the 360 came out, when they put them out, the games just, like, were like, hey, here's what the 360 can really do. Yeah. Check out how awesome this thing is. And Assassin's Creed was one of those games. Yeah, it was pretty mind-blowing the first time I saw that. Yeah. Um, the only thing I don't like about the first Assassin's Creed is that the cutscenes are unskippable, and it's painful to watch sometimes, those cutscenes. Yeah, yeah, that's the time when you get up and you go get a snack or something like that. Um, but with every game, they sort of improved improved the gameplay and the cutscenes, yeah. everything, a little bit more. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I, I'm trying to... I recently rebought the first Assassin's Creed, and oh, I've yeah. been trying to replay it, but just like, oh my god, these cutscenes go on forever. Yeah. Yeah. What what else do you have to tell me? Is there a special way i got to kill somebody? <laughs> Stab him in the neck. Oh, um, well, I kind of already knew that. Yeah. yeah. Tell me through a cutscene? All right, whatever. Um, Ninja Gaiden for Xbox. It was originally a Nintendo game, and it was it was okay. It was, it was originally an arcade game, actually. Yeah, and that's right. Yeah, it was an arcade game, um, but insanely hard. Mm-hmm. Like, ridiculously hard. They made the Xbox game, I would say not as hard, but pretty frustratingly hard. Like, it's one of those games that when you beat it, you actually feel like you accomplished something. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, well, you know, I just got through this because I had a million lives. It didn't matter if you had a million lives in Ninja Gaiden. It was still stupid hard. Yeah. And, like, as this game progressed and moved on, you had to get better. Like, you couldn't just be the same guy who was just slashing with your ninja sword and throwing ninja stars. Like, you had to improve, and if you didn't, you were going to get owned, because the AI got smarter. Like, the ninjas got more difficult. They had better weapons and stuff like that. And, like... What, you think this is a video game or something? This is real life. This is real. We're going to find you and kill you with our ninja weapons. Um, Future man. <laughs> future man. Think you can kill me with a ninja sword. Um... But, like, there was plenty of cursing. There was plenty of threats of breaking my controller. 
and none of those I'm really proud of. But when I beat this game, I was like, I was like, thank you. I really felt like I did something. And then you look around and realize how many hours you wasted playing that video game, and you're like, wow, that was kind of sad. Um, <laughs> but like, just kind of rattling off a few more. I mean, you said Red Dead Redemption, love that game too. Uh, oh, yeah. Star Wars: The Force Unleashed, um, Portal Two. Never played the first Portal Portal game. Played the second one. Loved it. Thought it was amazing. Like, such a good story. Innovative levels. Um, it was difficult, too. Like, if you didn't know what you were doing, you were screwed. And you were never going to get out of that little... Um, out of those little levels. Um, WWE No Mercy for the, for the Nintendo 64. Um, was this wrestling game. But it was the f- first wrestling game that, like, you could create your own character... Um, and you could, I mean, you had, like, different outfit. You could do, like, four different um, combos of your outfit. Um, you could do, customize every single move that your guy did. Like, to his punches, to his clotheslines, to his body slams. Like, everything was customizable. And it was just incredibly fun. I wasted so many hours playing this stupid game. Um, I can't even begin to tell you. Um, me and my friends would go, and we'd hang out in his basement. And just play for hours on hours on end. Um... Because, I mean, you could literally, like, you could create all the pay-per-views, you could create all the events, um, and it was just an incredibly fun experience just from from top to bottom, uh, especially if you liked wrestling. I mean, if you didn't, you probably wouldn't enjoy it as much, but still. Um, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm sort of uh, sort of rediscovering wrestling, because I, I liked it as a kid. I had the uh, the action figures of a lot of the, like, the hit big wrestlers, like Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate yeah. Warrior and stuff like that. Um but like you know, I'm, I'm sort of rediscovering all that a little bit. I'm sort of getting into wrestling now. Yeah. But I was going, I was looking through like these older uh, games, like on YouTube, yeah. and um, but like I never really played wrestling video games growing up. Yeah. But I'm going, I'm looking through a lot of these, and I'm just like, man, some of these games are pretty. Like, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> the the N64 like has some really awkward looking games. Looking back, yeah. like if, like like back when Super Mario 64 came out. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Then I'm, then I'm like, I'm watching it now, and I'm like, this is like probably the most frustrating and horrible looking game, <laughs> most horrible looking game ever. Yeah, at the time though, it was just it was. Awesome. Oh yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Um, don't know if you ever got into these games, but um, Guitar Hero and Rock Band were like game changers. Mm. They were so much fun. It was addictive. It was like you actually felt like you were in the band like you were awesome at music all of a sudden uh even if you sucked and it was just it was cool it was it was really innovative um i loved fable the first fable for the xbox um, i never played that but i uh, i hear that the game's really good i would if i still had my original xbox i would go back and play that again i love that game that game was amazing um i, I regret the- getting rid of my xbox <laughs> i got rid of mine too and i really wish i hadn't i wish i kept it um but, like, the original Xbox games are difficult to find now, too, so... Yeah. Um, let's see, what else we got on here? Um, I talked about it in the comic book one. Um, Arkham Asylum is amazing. Um, oh, yeah, all those Arkham games are. Even Arkham Origin, which gets a lot of crap, but it's still, a, it's still a fun game to play. Like, you know, it's still got a, you know, a lot of really interesting characters and, and the gameplay. I mean, it's, it's not that much different from the other ones. It just wasn't made by Rocksteady. Yeah. Um, going back to the Super Nintendo... Legend of Zelda Link to the Past mm-hmm. by far the best Zelda game but also like I remember picking this game up and thinking eh this can't be that good like everybody's been talking about it but whatever and I started playing it and I was like wow okay I get it now this game is this game is awesome and I just fell in love with it um, and now for like my top 
video game of all time. Um, well, my top two. Bioshock. That first Bioshock is incredible. Like, one of the best video games I've ever played. I mean, kind of a, a twist ending that a lot of people didn't expect. Um, just the way the gameplay was set up. It's kind of freaky, it's kind of creepy. It has moments that'll make you, like, jump out of your seat. Um, but just in general, just a really, really, really good game. Um, I mean, I can play that one a million times, too. Um, the sequels were never as good. Um, I heard that... Um, the newer one that just came out. What was that called? Bioshock? Um, Infinite. Infinite. I heard that that one was pretty good. Haven't got a chance to play it, though, so I don't know for sure. Um, but my number one video game of all time is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. This game... This was kind of, this came out at a time when the um, prequels had just finished, or they were just about to get um, put out uh, Revenge of the Sith. So mm-hmm. all Star Wars fans were kind of disappointed just in general. We didn't have anything really good to cling on to. This game, though, was the best Star Wars story that came out in in that time. Uh, The gameplay was fun. It was innovative. It was um, customizable. And you could go Dark Jedi. You could go uh, on the light side. You could go kind of somewhere in between. You never had to make the same choices every single time. But like you said with Legion Sue Larry, you know, you had like these ridiculous things that you could say to people that would like kind of change the path of the game. But like it just, again, I could play this game a million times too. This one had a twist ending as well. But, like, just such a good game. And I think that it's on Steam now. You can get it on Steam for, like, next to nothing. But it's just an incredible video game that I would play a billion times if I could. I, I hear a lot about... I, am, I'm, I feel bad that I never played that game because I hear a lot of good things about it. If I could, I can... I, 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 like, what was... Was it on PS2? It was on... Um, I had it on the original Xbox. I think that was the only place you could get it. And oh. then now you can... Uh, Xbox or PC... And now you can get it, like, on Steam. So if you have a Steam account, you can download it and play it on your PC. So. I'm definitely going to look into that. Because I have a Steam account. There you go, man. There's your there's your chance. What you mean you don't need no system to play video games, future man? How am I gonna, where am I going to put the disc? Stupid. Do I still got a blow in the cartridge? Uh, actually, you, you were never supposed to do that. Uh, don't tell me how to play no video game with the SNES future man. You don't know nothing about that's the only way to get them started. They won't play. Got pushed down just ever so slightly. And stick it in there and then wiggle it around and then push it down and then hit hit the power button one more time. You need to jiggle the cartridge around a little bit and make sure you hold the reset button in for 3.2 seconds, future man. <laughs> God, I used to hate that with the Nintendo when you really wanted to play a game and you couldn't get it to start. Like, that was the worst. You know, that was part of the charm, though. It was, yeah. Like... When you finally got it to work and you were just like, thank you, Jesus, this is going to work. I finally get to play this crappy Batman game. <laughs> All right. Well, we, I mean, we hit, we hit the video games pretty hard. I mean, and this is a huge topic. I mean, we got so many other people that mentioned their video games. Um, I'm going to keep those, though, on the article. We're going to put those in the article because um, we're special. Me and Andy are special. We get to talk about what we like in video games. Um, everybody else, because, you know, they're too busy to be on podcasts. Uh, they don't get to be. Uh, have their lists mentioned. They only get to see them in the print form. So, so Yeah. That's Suckers. That's what you get. Future man. Future man. Uh, on that note, um, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this up, Andy. Um, well, uh, do you mind if I, uh, if oh, I yes. grab the... Uh, That's right. Go ahead and grab the mic. Do your thing, man. Um, today is uh, July the 20th, 2015, and this is uh, the 26th birthday of a very good friend of mine. Her name is Rachel Strait. Uh, she actually has written a um, 
uh, an article for the website. We just haven't had a chance to publish it. I, I think she's going to write another draft of it. But she's a very good friend. Uh, she's helped me through a lot of tough times. Um, she's actually a very talented writer and artist herself. She writes uh, she writes fan fiction too. Um, if you you can Google her name, Rachel Strait, or actually you can Google um, it's GB excuse me Chibi Kinesis. It's C H I B I K I N E S. And anything with that um, with uh, with that word in there, it's gonna be um, related to her. She has like three tumblers. She has she has a deviant art. Um, and she's just a really talented, very cool person. Uh, she's going to be at WV uh, PopCon uh, in Morgantown, West Virginia. Uh, I think it's uh, late next month in uh, August. Um, so, uh, and I think our, our own Ben Shaw might be there too, from what I understand. Well, ben is not going to be there because Ben has a prior uh, engagement that he has oh. to be at. Um, I'm sure it has something to do with either a wedding or apple picking or something lame like that. Yes, Ben, I'm calling you out. Um, all right. Well, I didn't know, but but um, <laughs> okay. but yeah. Um, I, but I yeah, may end up being there. I haven't decided yet, but yeah. But yeah, she's gonna be there. She's a very cool person. She's really really fun, really nice. She's funny. Uh, so please give her uh, look her up on 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 Google uh, or on DeviantArt or Tumblr. She's a very cool person, Rachel. I love you to death. You're a very good friend. Uh, so happy birthday, Rachel. Woo! Happy birthday, Rachel! Yeah. Woo. Happy birthday, future man. Future Rachel. From- future Rachel. <laughs> Bringing back art and selling it on DeviantArt. DeviantArt. From the future. All right, that's going to do it for us, guys, today. Uh, again, this was Andy Barsh. Andy Barsh, say goodbye to all of the fine folks. Goodbye, folks. Sleep in. <laughs> all right, and again, uh, my name is Mike. Thanks again for joining us, guys. You guys have a great day. Have a good one, folks. This has been a GUR Pirate Radio Network production. Woohoo! Gurgling, forget the bombs, then you rise!